Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host, and we are going to start with part two of the Healthy Kids Running. Welcome back, Brooke and Kirsty. Thanks for being here with us today. So we're going to pick up where we left off, talking about Healthy Kids Running and how it helps kids get out and move their bodies and the benefits. Well, I think one of the mutual benefits that we receive from, you know, you guys, as well as some other PTs across the country, is that our volunteers could be soccer mom or dad. And, you know, they've never done anything like this before, but they want to come out because their kids want to do something different. And there's no other running that's available to them in their community other than like fun run on a 5K or something like that. So it's really beneficial to us to have people who are informed like you guys that can show us. Again, you know, five jumping jacks for a three-year-old is not age-appropriate activities. So it's really cool that we get to learn a lot from you guys in terms of what we should be doing with our kids, what kind of stretching works, or when these kids should be doing X, Y, and Z. And then I think from your end, like you said, it gives you guys real time. So you're not in that sterile PC office environment and you see kids actually like running around and playing and how they're interacting with each other. Growing up, my mom was the head speech pathologist and she was the autism specialist in our local school district. Ah, cool. So they would come to our house during the summer because my mom would tutor or we do things with them during the summer to keep that kind of consistency throughout the year. So it was nothing to have two or three nonverbal autistic kids show up at our house on like a Tuesday during the summer and we're taking them to the pool with us. So (laughs) growing up in a different perspective where you get to see, you know, not everybody's the same. I never want to say disabled. I think it's like different abled. So, you know, we get to see in a different environment, like how kids interact with each other and what is it age appropriate and, you know, how we can sort of adjust our expectations as adults. Because it's hard to remember that, you know, a three-year-old can't do jumping jacks or a forward roll or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so across the board, it gives everybody sort of a learning experience to take away something from. Yeah, I think it's funny when you say just watching typical development because we have parents come in all the time with hyperactivity is a big thing. There's a lot of buzz around it. And children need an outlet and they need to be outside and they need to move. And when you look at the second and third grade boys, they are running later in the series, like as far as, you know, you send out the younger kids first because their attention span, Mm -hmm. they're not going to wait until the end an hour later to run their race. (laughs) But second and third grade boys, their attention span is not that long either. And so they start climbing the trees and throwing sticks and grabbing each other's shirts and they're running around and they're playing tag and they're not listening to the people. I'm like, folks, this is pretty normal. I have a three and a half now. He was three during the series. And I also have a second going into third grader. And, you know, you watch the boys and it's like a whole different animal. (laughs) Like they're critters running around. And, you know, the girls are actually paying attention for the most part. When I was doing the Lancaster series, Cameron was two at the time. And I think he ran one race. The first time he laid down and on the starting line and wouldn't run. The second time he was like picking his nose. The third time he fell asleep in the car. So, you know, it's something cool like that kids can do low key and especially the really little kids because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to pay attention for an hour at soccer no. practice or they're not going to pay attention at baseball practice. They're going to want to run around and pick flowers and throw stuff at each other. I think it's cool that it's something that they can do 
for a fairly inexpensive cost, and they still get to be part of something. We talked about that too, Hayden and I. The cost, it allows more people to be involved in it. It's not outrageous. And if you want to do just one at a time and kind of pay as you go, because you might not make all five races, it is more affordable than signing up for like a whole season of a sport. And you just need sneakers. And you know, it's one of those things like, God forbid, you come to the first race and your kid hates it. You don't have to be like, and now I'm out $100. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think another thing, kind of go back to what you guys were talking about before, it does help, I think, with just overall athleticism and just, you know, building stamina and just healthy body. Because really, if you think about athletics and as kids get older and, you know, it seems like it's so much more competitive for different sports nowadays and kids start specializing in certain sports earlier than I remember when I was in high school, which was a very long time ago. But just having kids who are in high school now, junior high, you kind of start picking your sport and you do a lot of that one sport versus just moving your body overall. And I think the trend is really starting to get kids younger and younger and younger in different sports, which is okay, good, because they can learn a lot about that sport and get really good at it, but they miss just moving their body. You know, if you only do one sport, then you only target certain muscle groups and then that's not so great. So I love the Healthy Kids Running because it just works on overall athleticism and stamina and cardio and just being healthy, which is really the precursor to all sports. The research actually shows that children are getting involved in that one sport now and they're sticking to the one sport and they are more prone to sport-related injuries if they only go one sport. Children should really be in many different sports because Mm -hmm. otherwise they're overusing a muscle group, like you said, and they're more prone to injury. Yeah. Just if you think about the whole child, you think about general overall athleticism, I think healthy kids running just helps with that because you're moving your whole body. And then with the warmups, you're moving your whole body. And also it's, it gets kids moving in ways that maybe they don't turn it upside down, you know, touching your toes and high knees and just different things, different parts of the warmups. I think it's really important just to have kids moving their bodies in different ways. So that's one reason why I love it. But also I love it because, you know, if we think about just speech therapists, occupational and physical therapists, especially when you're a new grad coming right out of school, you know, if you're a speech therapist coming right out of school, you've spent a lot of time working on like from the rib cage up or from the stomach up. There's not too much emphasis on how kids move their bodies and what normal, typical gross motor development is. But as a speech therapist, you can't forget the kids move. So I love the healthy kids running. I love speech therapists, for example, to go out and do that because they need to understand if they're going to work with kids, okay, what's normal movement patterns at a two, three-year-old level, four, five-year-old level, six, seven, eight, nine, and up. And you know, the fact that little boys just run and jump on each other, and that's just how they interact with the world and each other. It's very normal. And three-year-olds step on everybody because they don't know where their body is no. in space. They and are they clumsy. Just, <laughs> they just, and they just fall yeah, all over. True. And yes, they stepped on a little girl's hair bow and all that. This world's coming to an end, but they don't know or care. And coming from a runner parent perspective, it's really hard to get your family excited to come out and see your 50th 5K for the year or yeah. to be like, mom. <laughs> We don't want to sit for three and a half hours until you get done with a marathon. (laughs) So, you know, it Mm -hmm. kind of goes both ways. Like, I found that getting my kids involved in healthy kids, they're kind of like, wow, races really are fun. And, like, it's cool to, you know, win a medal. Like, before I would come home from races and they'd be like, Mom, did you win? And if I didn't bring home, you know, a check, they'd be like, well, whatever, you were done with you. But now that they kind of get that you have to earn a trophy or a medal, and it's not just like, hey, did you win or did you lose? There's like a little more to it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it gets them really excited about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's worked out great for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I saw a little girl with her dad the other day in my neighborhood running, and he's an avid runner, but she was out running with him. And I thought, because I knew this podcast was coming up, how great is that? Because I feel like the healthy kids running, once kids get a little bit older, you know, they run a mile. Well, what's to say then they can go out and run and do three miles with their mom or dad, especially for all of us who are working moms. What a great way to spend time with your kid if you go out and just, you know, run, walk three miles. It doesn't have to be like a, a full out run the whole time but that's a great way just to hang out with your kid a little bit. Yeah, until they get faster than you and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not yeah, none of that. None of that. I'm just you got you got to pick the little ones and go with them. Okay, so as we start to wrap up our discussion about this, I want to talk a little bit about a PDT. We work with kids who have special needs. We provide PTOT and speech. That's what we do. So it's hard to get away from a podcast where we talk about that. So with Healthy Kids Running, one of the reasons why Kirsty is so excited about getting PDT involved and why we are very supportive to that is because it gives us an opportunity to be involved with a community project where we can recommend a situation for a lot of the families that come in to see us. But hey, Healthy Kids Running is starting soon in September. So this is a great opportunity to get your child out and run. It doesn't matter the level where they are, how they get through the race, it provides them an opportunity to go and just be a kid and move their body. So why don't we talk a little bit about how kids who may have a special need could be a part of this? Our ultimate goal in therapy is to get them out of therapy. We want children to not have to come into therapy every day after school or all summer long. I mean, yes, we think our therapy is fun. <laughs> At least it's that's should our be. goal. It is should it be. supposed to be? That's right. Um, but we want them to have an opportunity to be kids and come home after school and go play outside and not have to come into an office every day and be seen for therapy and have directed tasks to do. I mean, our goal is to get them out of therapy, ultimately. And so if we can get them involved in a community, community activity that they're able to participate in, not every child that we have is going to be able to go sign up for the soccer program or baseball. But the Healthy Kids Running Series is really anybody can sign up. I mean, my daughter, who's visually impaired, has signed up. She finishes last, I think, every time, maybe. But girls working it, she watches her times. And so she likes to see her times get better from race to race, except for the week when she does it. And she's like, I just wasn't feeling it this week. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Sometimes you some days you are, some days you're not. And you just roll with it. Pinehurst and Brandy's group has been so great about working with her. And they've got, you know, their volunteers out there and their bright T-shirts and at the finish line. And so when she's not able to see the course, they are standing out ahead of her far enough where, you know, she can see where she's supposed to go on the course so she doesn't get lost. And then they guide her through to the finish line. So she's able to run it fairly much by herself. And it was so great because at the end of the last race series, (laughs) she actually had the kids that would run back and run next to her and help her finish. It was awesome. I mean, I think we really should talk about both of those things because my child is very low vision. She can't see far distances, even close up. She doesn't see that well, but that's her range of vision. So she can't see like the whole course and that kind of thing. That's her normal. It doesn't bother her. But as her mom, that's kind of my normal too. So, and the first time she probably ran like a mile and a half <laughs> anyway, because she kind of got off the course a little bit. And so, um, bless her soul. And so Kirstie's the one who was like, uh, I think we need to go get her. She's like looping something that doesn't even need to be looped. But anyhow, she was happy. She was doing her thing, but she was off the course. And so we just mentioned something to Brandy and I was laughing about it and say the girl kind of got off track and stuff, but it wasn't a big deal for us at all. And it wasn't a big deal to my daughter at one bit. Brandy was very intuitive and just the next week came back and she had cones all along the race course. So my daughter 
hasn't had any problems since. And it was just a small little modification. So I think for families who have a child with some type of special need, the Healthy Kids Running Series, the way it is, very small modifications, if any, can be made easily. And really anybody can participate because my daughter, she's been doing it ever since and it's been great with no issues whatsoever. And I think, Brooke, you've got coordinators out there who really are working hard to make the race work for everybody. And I think just even them paying attention to the small things can make a huge difference in lots of different people's lives. Right. I think you're absolutely right. And you know what? We are so blessed and I can't believe that there's 180 people (laughs) who are as great as our coordinators are because they really are in tune with our communities. And, you know, we hear stories all the time. I just published a blog post about one of our coordinators who, like, for the last race, every child was asked to bring something for their Humane League. And they collected, they were like, we couldn't fit everything in our car. We didn't know what to do. Wow, that's great. So, you know, yeah, we just work with a really, really special group of people. And, you know, Brandy is awesome. And we can't, we just can't say awesome things about them. Families who may have a child with special needs or just maybe a child who's just, you know, they don't have to have an official diagnosis of some type of special need, but maybe a child who might need some slight modifications. I wouldn't be a shy or afraid to go out and try the Healthy Kids Running because it's all encompassing for every child. And I think also where with my daughter's experience too, she was always last, but the girls who finished first went back and ran the very end of the race with her again. And that wasn't prompted by anything, but just kids being, I mean, that's just why I like to work with kids because kids are just great and they pick up on stuff like that. And I think it was cool to just see that in action with that. That was not adult prompted or anything. They just did it. Awesome. That's exactly what we're hoping for. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it was, it just happened. I was like, wow, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. So for people who are out there, don't be afraid and go out and look up the Healthy Kids Run. It's in 31, 32 states, you said, right? Yeah, I believe so. We, we're still locking in a couple of places for the fall series, you know, just getting some stuff finished up and paperwork completed and contracts done. So we're really looking forward to a really, really great fall and seeing a lot of smiling faces and just having a great time. So how can people find out more about the Healthy Kids Running, where can they find out more information? So if you go to www.healthykidsrunningseries.org, you'll come to our main page. And from there, there's a couple options. At the top on the bar, you can click on location, and then it'll take you to just a little bit of a better visual of your state. And you can find some local races there. On the main page, you can also go where it says register a race. You can select your state and select your town. That way to just go directly to your location page. We also have our Facebook page. So please, you know, like our Facebook page. Main one is Healthy Kids Running Series. Pretty basic. We put a ton of content up there, share a lot of pictures, a lot of great stories. You know, there's a ton of really cool stuff. So those are the best ways to find us. And if you don't have a series that's in your area, we'll start accepting new series for the spring that will be open from today until December 1st is when we'll close that up. So if you don't find a series in your area, please take a look at our website and click on start a race and you can see how you can bring a race to your area as well. Awesome. And we have pictures and videos on our website and on our Facebook page about Healthy Kids Running Series in Pinehurst that we've been a part of. So you can see that. And then how about our warm-ups? Brooke, those are for the coordinators and everything to see, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So go out and participate. It's great. Kirsty got us started and we are all in. It's been fun. And again, if there's not one near you, let us know. We'll walk you through it every step of the way. There's no out-of-pocket cost. Everything comes right to your door and you get to see our bright, smiling faces come to your location and set up a new course for you. That's your added bonus. (laughs) There you go. See, you make home visits. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much to Kirsty and Brooke for being my guest today with this. It's been fantastic. I encourage everybody to go and check out the website, check out their Facebook page and participate because it's a lot of fun. You do not have to be a runner to get out there and just move and groove your body. So it's great. Get up and go. Get up and go. That's great. (laughs) And five weeks in a row, which is really not a huge time commitment. And the races like in Pinehurst is Sunday afternoon. Are all the races Sunday afternoon, Brooke? Are they different times? The bulk of our races, we try to keep Sunday afternoons. They're usually in that 3 to 5 p.m. kind of time period. Mm -hmm. And I think the best part about Healthy Kids is you can come and it's an hour out of your day. Mm -hmm. You're not going to a dance competition or soccer tournament for an entire day. It's, (laughs) It's about an hour. You're in, you're out, you run your race, you see you later. You do, and then your kids go home and they're tired, and so then it's like dinner time, bath time, bed. Yep, exactly, and you know, and then you can tell uh, the husband or men in your life that, you know, they'll come home and be quiet while they're watching football on Sunday. There you go, there you go, (laughs) whatever, yeah, whatever it takes. Well, thank you, Brooke, and thank you, Kirstie. You can check out more podcasts on theworkingtherapist.com as well as at pediatricdt.com, and thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 